0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast with his wife, Kaylee, Justin, Justin Skaggs, who I have here today is the co-owner of on the border lifestyle club, which has a very active social media presence and holds monthly events that cater to seasoned swingers, as well as those brand new to the lifestyle. Kaylee and Justin have been ethically non-monogamous for most of their adult lives and in the lifestyle together since first meeting four years ago. So, here's what we're doing today. I had Joe Levitt on at Swinging 101, where she talked basic concepts of what swinging is and how might one, one might want to get into swinging. Today with Justin, what we're going to do is way more hands-on tactical, now what? So, a couple of things that we've talked about that we want to make sure that we cover today is newbies and how Justin and Kaylee are, have been amazing guides in this space for newbies. Sex clubs. Like which ones you might want to start out with and which ones you might want to avoid when you first get going so that you're not completely overwhelmed. And then other things like meet and greets and dinners and all the really delicious things that you get to do as soon as you say, yeah, I think we're open. Now what? So today I'm so excited, Justin, to have you on to give us some more tactical steps in this part two of swinging podcasts. Welcome to the show. Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Uh, No, I think you did a fantastic job introducing me.
0: Thank you.
1: Uh, I'm so, super excited to be here. Oh, sorry.
0: Nope, go ahead. I'm super
1: excited to be here. Um, I, I don't know everything. I, I will start off by saying that. Um, but, uh, I, I've, um, I guess I will introduce myself. Um, I have, uh, managed a swinger club. Uh, now I own one. Um, we've kind of seen, um, uh, couples who uh, are in their early 20s brand new to the lifestyle we've seen couples in their 60s brand new to the lifestyle and kind of everything in between so I think I've got a pretty good uh, base understanding of what it is people um, are sort of first looking for when they come in and what might be a little too much on day one Uh, there's parties my wife and I go to that we very much enjoy but i think if we went there as our first ever event we probably would have been terrified so um but. so we 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 try to we try to sort of help people navigate those early steps and until they're they're sort of ready for like the deeper water
0: got it okay i want to stop here for just one second to give a little bit more context so okay. There are people that get into swinging or get into the lifestyle, could be polyamory, could be whatever. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: they're just individual people or individual, like they're couples doing the things. And then there's a whole subset of other humans, which is a much smaller portion of the population that are like, I want to lead a group of people in the lifestyle, And I don't know if any of you that are listening have been in a group like this, but there's a lot of wrangling, Justin and Kaylee, but Justin, predominantly, I see you in the site um, on our page. You're, you're, you're the peacemaker. You're the moderator. You're the admin. When people want to get dramatic, you reel them back in. You turn the comments off. You create events for us to come to talk to me a little bit about how did you and Kaylee decide that you wanted this kind of a role? Because it's big. It's kind of like mom and dad to the group.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think we, we had been involved in sort of the leadership level um, of a number of different events, a number of different organizations, uh, and we just didn't like the way a lot of things were done. Um, like, like I, I won't throw shade at anybody, uh, but, but I will say behind the scenes there, there is a lot of drama, a lot of um, not exactly the best behavior on the parts of, uh, of, of some, some, not all, uh, of, of some people at, at that sort of leadership tier. Um, so we set out to make something that was just fun. Like, it's just fun for the people there. It's a great way to get to know people. It's a great way to see which events you want to attend which ones you know maybe aren't aren't right for you which groups of people you like uh, which groups of people maybe you, you don't fit in with um, but to do it without shaming anybody for whatever it is they're looking for uh, we all have you know different goals different um, different groups that, that we just vibe with uh, and we don't vibe with everybody so what we've tried to do is, is basically make a you um, just a, a nice uh, calendar of events and a nice roster of people. And you can sort of go through and almost almost like a grocery list. Like, I like this person. I like this group. I like uh, this club. I like these kind of events. Um, and you just go to the stuff that appeals to you. We just want to get good people having good times in good places. And whatever that means to you, that means to you, you know?
0: And I love that because... I think you could attach the group to one specific club or attach the group to one specific bar if you really wanted to, but you don't. So what I see is you play really well with others. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm in Arkansas, you're in Oklahoma?
1: Yep, right, yep. right on yep. the border.
0: Yep, so we're all in the same region and within the region, um, and what we're specifically talking about in the group is there's a big Facebook group that Justin and Kaylee are over. Um, and within that group is the section that has all the events is a section that shows all the members is a that every day there's a new calendar thing um, that you can participate in. So there's so much participation within Justin and Kaylee's group, which is really nice. And I appreciate that you do have So many flavors of things to go to, whether it's a house party or a meet and greet at a bar or um, the thing coming up at the, at the altar, which is in a few weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. So out of place, which is fun. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about what made you start this group. I don't think I've mentioned yet, but it is the largest lifestyle group in the region, um, which is impressive. Again, considering how peaceful the page is and the low amount of drama that there is. Um, can you now walk us through, let's pretend like I'm a newbie or like, we're talking to newbies. Cause that's really what this part two of open, open relationships and lifestyle is. Let's say that we have decided that our partner and I, or me, maybe individually, I want to be part of the lifestyle. want to be in an open relationship. Can you guide me through guide us through what to do next? How do I go somewhere? How do I connect? How do I find my people?
1: Um, I think when you're brand new, it is so overwhelming. Um, so you've got swinger sites, you've got Facebook groups, you've got clubs, you've got, um, I, I don't know, uh, we we have uh, really good friends when they first started trying to explore the lifestyle. They just hung out at a strip club, hoping <laughs> to just bump into some swingers.
2: That's awesome.
1: Um, yeah. And it's, uh, I, I think it's amazing now because like we we live in this golden age of communication where you, you don't have to hear from a friend of a friend about this place in, in a back alley on the other side of town, you know, uh, no, like now you can Google and you can find a ton of resources, a ton of great places, a ton of, you know, all kinds of things. Um, but the problem with that is you're still sort of outside looking in. Um, so I think for a lot of people, uh, whether it's you know paying the the twenty bucks a month or whatever to get onto one of the the mini you know swinger dating sites, um or finding like a, a local Facebook group. I, I think one of those two ways, that's your best end because it's a lot better to make friends before you get somewhere so that once you're there, you know you're a little more comfortable. you can kind of talk to some people, you know what to expect. You can have some of those conversations. You can ask people, hey, th- this meet and greet at this bar. What should I wear?" because I was planning on going in a full leather, you know, cat suit. Is is that, is that the right vibe or, (laughs) um, and, and, uh, I I think, uh, if you can start to sort of generate some of those friendships before you go,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you're going to have a lot more fun. And, And whether that fun is playing with others or, or just tipping your toes in meeting people, kind of seeing if it's really for you, you know, wherever you're at, whatever your comfort level is, it's always going to be better with friends. Hmm. Uh, and, and so that's, I think if you're, if you're in almost any area, like, like we're, we're in Oklahoma, you're in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most people would consider this to be, um, maybe not the most populated of States. Yeah. Uh, but we've got really active social thousands, media
0: groups. thousands yeah. of open people. You would mm-hmm. not believe it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And so then, and then whenever you go to um, like Wisconsin, they've got Mm -hmm. a ton of groups. Illinois has a ton of groups. Mm -hmm. Uh, Missouri has some huge, very active groups. Yeah. Um, Like, I I mean, you name it, if you're in the, in the United States, there are social media groups out there. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, They're not all active. They're not all, you know, created the same, um, but they are all a great starting point to start making some of those connections making those friends and then sort of figuring out okay like are we going to go to a bar just a nice meet and greet it's a public place there's no pressure or expectations of play um Mm -hmm. or are we ready just to like dive in at a club that has uh, a gangbang night you know for example (laughs) um and, and everybody jumps in you know uh differently um but I, I, I always, uh, encourage people move slowly in the beginning mm, and just okay. make sure you're comfortable
0: and your partner, right? Yeah, I like absolutely. that phrase. It's like move at the slowest pace of your person, mm-hmm. like in yep. your partnership, which sometimes is frustrating. If you want to like go to the gang bang and your partner's <laughs> like, can we just like be that stalker on social media for a while? I did want to jump in and just kind of provide my own point of view on this as well. Like my own experience. Cause I'd say I'm fairly, fairly new and you're way more experienced than me. I love what you're saying. So I got on Facebook and typed in like, Polyamory Northwest Arkansas, which is where I started and found the NWA polyamory group. Mm -hmm. And from there, then found swinging groups and then found you. And like, because once you start to get into one of these, Facebook will recommend, hey, people in this group are also in this other group, which then opens up the door to like all the fun groups that are in Mm -hmm. the lifestyle. And I think I'm in four or five of them. You can probably be in more, you can be in less, you can decide what makes sense for you. But I did that. I've been kind of like, not stalking, but like the voyeuristic part of me is enjoying the daily challenges. Like if you want to see mostly naked people, this is the place for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you want to join in, you can. And if you don't, that's okay. I felt really comfortable jumping in and saying like, I have a question or like, I'm dealing with this thing. Has anyone else been dealing with it? Um, I love the idea about the outfit. I went to my first swinging event last Saturday with my partner together we went and it was for Halloween and um, totally outfit thing. I was like, can I show my nipples? Like, can I wear something sheer or do I need pasties? Can someone help me? (laughs) And they were like, please show your nipples, please. So what's really fun about some of these events, to Justin's point, is you can get as involved as you want, and you can also be as conservative as you want. So for my partner and I, we were like, let's be voyeurs, and let's just play, and we'll play with each other, and we'll watch. And it was really tame. We were probably actually more playful than most of the people there. Um, My partner is very handsy normally, like we'll be... (laughs) We'll be at like having breakfast and he'll be touch my ass and like rub his fingers over my breast. I'm like, you can't do this at breakfast, but it was okay to do this in the setting that we were in. And he felt really comfortable. Like he could rub his fingers over my nipples and nobody even batted an eye. So it's a nice place that's safe. If you want to play a little, if you want to be seen, if you want to watch others all the way to the extent of like, find another thing. If you want gangbang night.
1: right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah I, I mean i think that that describes it pretty well uh and and one thing like even uh so hedonism we, we've talked about that you and i um so hedonism to the resort uh even there you you can still sort of go at your comfort level you know they have the fully nude side then they have the prude side uh so if you want you know a little more clothing you're a little less into the the public uh, acts of sex or or whatever um you can sort of figure out what's good for you you know mm. um like my wife and i when we first went to hito um and and we we've been in large sexual get togethers with, with numerous folks
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh we went to hito and on day 1 going to the nude pool it it was so overwhelming Like, it it was actually stressful uh, for she and I both because, it it, I mean, there's just, it's a sea of naked people. Uh, It's 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever. And and it's, you know, and typically, when I'm naked in a group, uh, it's midnight after some drinking. So, um, so, so, I mean, even even that for... You know, and different, some-
0: right? Like at, at noon mm-hmm. or or at midnight and after some drinking versus 10 a.m. and you just enjoy being naked, like the intention is very different. <laughs>
1: very different. Very different. Um, yeah. but but it's um it was one of those things where where sort of as the week progressed, we got more comfortable
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and by the end we were spending all of our time, you know, at the nude pool. And and I think the lifestyle, it, it's not necessarily like that. Like there, there is no defined starting point, defined ending point. Mm. You you aren't expected to be on this this clear trajectory of well, we start off soft swap, and and now we're you know we're we're into um, playing separately or uh, you know having massive orgies, whatever it might be. Everybody's path is different, and it's just whatever's fun for you, whatever you're comfortable with, um, mm. and. And I just, I like that that good places in the lifestyle, uh, th- that's how I would define a good place, a good club, is a club that understands the differences and the different comfort levels. Um, so even those clubs that have the gangbang night, a lot of those clubs will still have uh, like a, a meet and greet night, a, a bar focused night where you go and you drink and you socialize and it's less about play it's more about just meeting people, getting comfortable, that sort of thing. Um, so I, I think a lot of, everybody in the lifestyle started where everybody else starts. We, we all start brand new. We all start terrified. We all start overwhelmed. Um, and so, so I think it's, uh, with that understanding, most groups, most places, most people are, are pretty welcoming and, and they're pretty, um, they're not pushy. And they're not going to encourage you to go past whatever your boundaries are. Mm. Uh, And so that's kind of like whenever we look for places, we recommend to brand new folks. We we look for maybe not even necessarily the place, but the event. You know, uh, like so so sin for example, sin has you know gangbang night. Uh, Sin also has the bar takeover nights, Mm -hmm. and those nights, yes, people do play. It it does get uh, pretty wild sometimes, but those bar takeover nights if you want to just sit on the bar side uh just you know topless for the ladies uh and that's as far as you go the rest of it's just socializing that's Mm -hmm. totally fine nobody's going to bat an eye nobody's going to think you're a prude nobody's going to think you're you're weird for not playing um it's it's your comfort level what works for you what events work for you um what places work for you uh situationally depending on the event um And, and I think most groups, uh, ours included, um, we're just here to sort of help, uh, new folks ease into things, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and some couples, they decide they're doing this two weeks later, they're full swap. They're having the time of their lives. Mm -hmm. Some couples, they decide they're doing this two years later you know, they, they might occasionally send somebody uh, a nude picture. Um, we're we're all different. We all move at different speeds. Uh, and, and there's no shame in that. I I think um, if you come into a lifestyle with a partner, I, I think that partner should be your focus. You know, their, their comfort, like, as you said, the, the move mm-hmm. at the slowest one's pace, like, I kind of think that's how, that's how you should do things, you know. So okay, I feel like I'm I got gonna, a little off, off topic. No, there. that's
0: perfect. Cause I'm going to ask some questions about that. Well, first I want to make a statement and that is, I have been so overwhelmingly grateful to find that everyone in the lifestyle that I've met, like I, in this group of humans, meeting you where you're at communication and consent are the three biggest things that i have that does not happen out in the world like Mm-mm. people fall into my dms all the time and ask ridiculous things or like they don't get permission to get my dms and i mean outside the lifestyle like on my instagram pages or on my facebook pages but within these groups the conscious consideration that I see where nobody lands in your DMs. Well, I'm sure some people do, but the majority of people are very, very good about, even within the threads going like, I would love to DM you. Is that okay? And they always get permission first. And that feels so good to the nervous system, right? Because you can ignore them. That means no, you could say no, not today. I'm not interested or whatever. Um, And and the meeting you, where you're at, you know, I think within myself, I find a lot of pressure to myself to be further, or I want to go further. Like I want to be further than I'm at. And I've heard from lots of people in the lifestyle that have given me permission to be where I'm at. It's okay. It's okay to tell me that you need to slow down. It's okay to wait for your partner. Like I'm here. I'll be here. See you in a few weeks or whatever. Um, And that that feels really good. Like as a human to be honored in that way is really special. So if anyone's listening and you're really nervous about those pieces, like are people going to respect me? Are they gonna respect my no? Are they gonna respect you know my DMs? Are they gonna call me out on my regular Facebook page that I'm a swinger? Like that doesn't happen. There's this kind of uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas within this community. And it's when I see you at a party, I'm down, Maybe we do things, but at Walmart, I'm going to ignore you <laughs> unless you approach me. I'm going to ignore you, <laughs> which is nice. Um, so I appreciate that. Did you want to say anything about that?
1: Uh, I, I think you hit it pretty well. It's um, so ethical non-monogamy, which is sort of like the the umbrella term for mm-hmm. uh, what the lifestyle falls into. Um, the ethical is every bit as important as the Uh, Mm non-monogamy so when you're ethically non-monogamous it means you're not you're not lying to your partner you're not having conversations behind their back you're not um playing without you know your partner's uh consent or or permission um uh you're also not taking advantage of people um Mm -hmm. so so single single women in the lifestyle um a lot of them love the lifestyle because they come into it and they're able to have real conversations up front about expectations, uh, boundaries, like what exactly they're looking for, what the couple might be looking for, or, or the individual they're playing with. Um, and, and it's always about respect. Like, my wife and I, we play this way. Does that work for you? You know, does that work for your partner? Oh, okay, awesome. Oh, it doesn't? Oh, well, you know, we can still be friends. Like, like, it's that simple. It's not, you um, no no one in the lifestyle, uh, if, if they're ethically non-monogamous, no, no one is taking advantage, no one is um, breaking rules or crossing people's boundaries. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a big one, like the, the DMs, um, the friend requests, the, um, I, I, I don't know, it, it's like the equivalent of like cat calling on the street. Um, I think at a lifestyle party, cat calling is perfectly acceptable. All right. It happens quite frequently. Um, men and women alike get catcalled in the lifestyle, which is kind of awesome. Um, but it, past that, the the actual uh, the respect we have for each other it's huge and it's tremendous. Like we we all kind of um, it it, it be, you, you develop such great friendships with so many people in the lifestyle that. It, All you want for them is, um, like you respect them like you would your friends, you know, you take care of them. They take care of you, uh, and and not just sexually, you know, um, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. Yes, So one of my questions
0: for you after the previous bit that you had, when I Mm -hmm. kind of went off on a tangent about how much I love everybody in the lifestyle. (laughs) Same is how do you know where someone is at? So you mentioned just a few minutes ago, kind of like how you and Kaylee play and you're like, here's how we can play with you. We know where we're at. How does one, because we're, we're still talking about the person brand new to the lifestyle that's decided mm-hmm. that they want to go take action. And this is a, a podcast about the action steps. How do you have that conversation? I'm assuming it happens through DMs, you know, kind of like you would through Tinder where you're like, hey, what are you looking for? And like, Is there anything that you need that you need me to fulfill? Like, what does that conversation look like when you're saying, hi, nice to meet you, Joe, or whoever you are. Like, here's how I play. Are you interested? Is that kind of how you do it or what?
1: Uh, So I, I encourage for most people, um, the best way to find out somebody's dynamic is just to ask. So typically if i'm interested in someone we we start a you know you know obviously i get permission first uh, but but we start a conversation through dms and i might just say hey uh my wife kaylee uh, and i we play like this this is our dynamic we are a same room full swap uh we love threesomes foursomes and more sums where where are you at what what is the dynamic for you what is the dynamic for you and your partner how do you guys play uh, and, and everybody answers pretty, pretty quickly, pretty straightforward because it's almost like, a like a business card mm-hmm. in the lifestyle. Everybody's dynamics, like, like everybody knows their dynamics, uh, like, like they know their, their phone number. Um, honestly with digital, you know, we have cell phones, uh, we probably know our dynamics better mm-hmm. than our phone numbers. Um, and <laughs> <That's true. laughs> any, yeah, any, anybody you meet in the lifestyle is, is going to be able to tell you. They're going to be able to give you the elevator pitch okay. of how they play. Um, and when you're brand new, I, I think that was actually, re- that's a really good question because when we were brand new, we didn't even know about dynamics. Like, like we didn't know that was a thing that people just, Hey, what's your dynamic? You know? Oh, I'm, I'm demisexual poly, you know, like like people, people will just, they'll go like instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you're brand new, it's like one, what do all those terms mean uh, Two. Uh, I didn't realize I could just ask.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and I think that's one of the, the other beautiful side benefits of the lifestyle. Uh, you covered it earlier about the communication. You get really good at communicating quickly because everybody else is so good at communicating in the lifestyle. Everybody is very good at telling you what they like, what they don't like, what they want, what they don't want, uh, what they absolutely will not have. Mm-hmm. Um, and you sort of just follow suit. uh, And the longer you're in it, the better you get at it. Uh, So so at this point, anytime I am sexually, like even remotely sexually interested in someone, I just say, hey, what's your dynamic? It's that easy. Like three words, question mark, nice and easy, (laughs) nice and simple. Um, So I, I think if you're brand new, that's a good question to ask. The only downside of that question if you're brand new is you're definitely gonna give someone the impression that you're interested and mm-hmm. if you're just dipping your toes in you might want to slow your roll on on asking <laughs> everybody you come across because you're gonna That's you're gonna have it. a lot of people yeah you're gonna have a lot of people like crushing on you and maybe it's not um you know but both ways mm. hmm
0: This is tricky, right? Because a part of me is like, well, you wouldn't let someone in your DMs if you weren't even sort of interested. So the back and forth is kind of getting to know them a little, maybe Mm -hmm. before you ask the dynamic question. Or do you just, I mean, it sounds like you know what you want, right? And so you're like, cool, what's your dynamic? (laughs) I don't need a lot of back and forth with you.
1: (laughs) No, no, it's, um, So I I never make decisions on play uh, unless I'm in person. Um, Because there are a lot of people you can click with really well. You can enjoy their sense of humor. You can love talking to them. uh, You can enjoy them as much as you would someone you've known for 20 years. Uh, But in person, that physical connection might not be there. Okay. Uh, So I tend tend to try to do a little research ahead of time. uh, Yeah. my wife and I- uh, What I does we,
0: research we, look like?
1: Um, so we, we will talk to folks. Uh, we will possibly exchange some, some photography uh, that, that we've taken of ourselves. Um, we find out about dynamics um, and if they happen to be going to something, um, typically, oh, that's gonna sound so bad. Um, my wife and I, we, we like to in the car driving to something, we kind of do, all right, what's your list? Okay, cool, here's my list. All right. What's the overlap? Okay, cool. Like, and, and so if About it's people we haven't person, met before, you're well, like, if it's I
0: like, go ahead.
1: So typically it's it's persons. Uh, it's uh, it's, it's. So you're going people. to an
0: event and she's mm-hmm. like, I'm really digging these five, and you're like, yep. Oh well, I really dig these five, and then like three yep. of them connect in your Venn diagram.
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh, okay. And then from that, we we kind of. um, all, all the previous research we've done was really just to, to develop sort of an interest level.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so we decide we're interested in these people. Then we meet them in person. And then it's really more about the actual chemistry.
0: Okay.
1: Like, do we click with these people? So we've kind of already figured out they're an option, but are they the right option for us? So at that point, um, so now that we're actually there, we're, we're laughing. Maybe we're laughing a little too loud. Um, we're flirting feeling good about stuff uh my wife and I we, we check in constantly throughout the night
0: oh yeah what is that we like?
1: talk all the time uh so sometimes it's just a simple hey babe how you doing sometimes it's a hey babe what do you think about I know they weren't even on the list but I've been talking to these two over here what, what do you think about them is that a possibility for you are you you know um and, and we kind of just communicate constantly throughout the night uh, we also use like a, um, a light system. Uh, a lot of people use this. Uh, this is a really great, really simple, really easy, non-dramatic way of communicating quickly in the moment. Okay. Um, so if if my wife was doing something that I, I just, I don't know, it was making me a little uncomfortable. I didn't really like it. Um, I can just walk over and say, hey, babe, yellow, you know, slow down, ease up there. Um, and she can do the same. Uh, so if she comes to me and she was to say, you know, Oh babe, red light, red light,
2: you know, <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> that is an
1: absolute stop. Uh, and I, I know, I know in the king community, they use a light system as well, okay. uh, for play their, their system is a little different than kind of how my wife and I do it. Um, ours is really more just about, you know, um, making sure we're connected throughout the night mm. and making sure we're not, we're not crossing each other's boundaries, in any sort of way.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, the, the light system works really well. A lot, a lot of people use safe words um, whenever they're brand new, especially like, oh, let's have a safe word. And if we don't like something, we'll just say it.
0: <laughs> You're like um, banana, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: the car. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I the like, car. If that works for people. Um, we had a safe word by the third party. We forgot what it was. <laughs> right. Um,
0: red is always a good safe word for no, uh, cause mm-hmm. no can also be like, no, you know, and you like it. Um, okay. So let me back up. So I'm trying to understand. So you guys go to an event together mm-hmm. and you do your Venn diagram and you figure out yep. the three that you are interested in and your rules or your parameters of playing together are that you are together. Yep. and that you can go all the way up to full swap but in the same mm-hmm. room. So I'm assuming that means you're looking for another couple, right? Um are you both like feeling out the couple together or is she like doing she's she's feeling out couple number 2 and you're still over here at couple number 1 and that's where you're like yellow. <laughs> like red. <laughs> go to the go to number 1 now, check them out. Or like how does this work?
1: So for us um I, I think we're, we're a little bit of a uh, statistical outlier.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, how we do things simply because we work almost every event we attend. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we always like to make sure, especially if people are brand new to the lifestyle, we always make sure we're there, we're close by. Um, we talk to them throughout the night and you can generally tell when somebody's really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. Um, or they're feeling left out because they they just don't know anybody they you know um, so we'll always try to like come over talk to people engage with them Um, and we usually know uh, almost everyone at our events
0: wow
1: so um, it's pretty easy for me if I see a couple and they're they're feeling left out just to grab them and say you know hey have you met such and such Mm-hmm. such and such are great, wonderful people. Um, and I, I sort of pass them off. Um, and, and most of the such and such is, uh, so OTB actually has ambassadors, we call them. Oh. Um, so we actually have people who come to our events, and that's their job. So they come, they have fun, you know, they they have a great time. Uh, but anytime someone is sort of feeling left out, I can go to the ambassadors and just say, hey, can you go check on these people? Mm um because it's nobody likes to feel left out you know um and and we're we're really big on that so um but while we're doing all that we do try to check in with our options we do try to like hey hi sorry i'm you know running around like a lunatic but uh i did want to say you look great tonight and you know oh what's that perfume you smell so nice um so we'll typically kind of deal with things like that um usually around you know midnight our, our hosting duties are kind of mm-hmm. coming to an end. And at that point, that's really more where we're sort of looking for, you know, we're, we start making plans, I guess, at that mm-hmm. point. Um, and I, I think, I, I don't know if it's just because we've kind of done it for a while, we sort of know um, each other's boundaries. We don't we don't typically get to red light. That That's a pretty rare occasion. Um, and the yellow, I would I wouldn't say the yellow is pretty pretty far between uh, mm-hmm. how often that gets used, um, and I think because for us, it, like, yes, we're there to play with other people, uh, but we're also there to play with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sort of just because our what we're most into is group play. So we're not necessarily just, oh, that lady's really attractive. I'd like to go have sex with her uh, or Kaylee's, oh, that guy's really hot. Let me go, you know, jump his, his bones. Um, for us, it's more, Hey, how do we get 10 people in a hotel room at the end of the night?
0: Like it one, two, and three all panned out. Now, where do we go?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. That's sort of how, how we roll. Um, obviously if you're brand new, uh, you know, uh, a ten-person orgy might not be the starting right. point for you. Like, um,
0: maybe a lot at first.
1: Yeah, so I, I would say for new couples, go go to your first event and plan not to play. Um, and and really for anybody, seasoned swinger, uh, polyamorous folks, like like whatever, anytime you're going to an event, like you should be prepared to play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't ever think you should really have a full plan. Mm. Because stuff happens. Maybe mm-hmm. you're, you're going to go hang out specifically with this other couple and they had some bad Chinese food and they're not going to make it. And you don't find out until five minutes before the event starts. Yeah. Um, like like if, if you plan to play, you're going to get let down lots of times. Uh, I think it's best just to go in and expect, the, the only expectation should be to have a fun night.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I, and I think if you go in like that, uh, if you communicate constantly with your partner, Check in with your partner, figure out whatever sort of rule set works for you guys to make sure you're on the same page. You're not, you know, inadvertently making uh, each other uncomfortable. I think you're going to have a fun night. It's, it's hard to have a bad night when you're in a place where every lady is topless. Um, right. you're, you're drinking and laughing with friends. Like, I mean, people pay money to go to strip clubs. We get that stuff as a side bonus.
0: Mm-hmm. So love it. Okay, I'd like to take you on another little journey. And this sure. one is, okay, so we're new, we're ready to choose an event. Can you help bucket the events into maybe three different types? One being on a scale of one to 10, with one being most tame and mm-hmm. 10 being orgy with 10 people or hundred people. Um, maybe what are, what are the three buckets? A one, a five and a 10. And then as you move along in the lifestyle and you progress, maybe even the types that you should go to. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, okay. absolutely. give it to us. Okay, so I would say uh, starting on the more tame side, uh, bucket number one, I would definitely put your, your meet and greets. Uh, so okay. these are typically held in public places, usually bars. Um, for some folks, these might not be an option because they're usually public bars. They usually aren't closed to the public. Mm-hmm. So if it's in your town, and you have a, a job where you're, uh, you're a realtor and your face is on billboards, you might not wanna go hang out with a crowd of people who are making out with each other by the end of the night and um, be aware of your surroundings, I guess. Uh, but if it's two towns over and you don't really know anybody there, it might be a good, a good time. You know, it might be a good place for you to go. Um, Some clubs, uh, some, some groups will do private bar takeovers. So they will completely rent a bar out. Um, I would be very careful to make sure on that point um, if privacy is a concern for you. Okay. Um, Moving on, I would say the, actually I'll go to the, the most extreme. So the most extreme would be either a, a club that is holding a gangbang night um, because that is really, if you're strictly into watching, then that might be something you can do pretty, pretty soon on your lifestyle journey. However, if you're planning to participate, I think that might be a little much when you're brand new.
2: Okay.
1: Um, uh, I would put uh, lifestyle resorts probably there as well. That might be something you're gonna you're gonna want to have some experience before you you commit to a seven day trip uh, somewhere out of um, the country with naked. Yeah, it's um that that might be quite a bit. Um, and then I would say uh, this isn't something that that I I personally even go to, uh, but some people do organize like a a hotel room party, which is pretty much where people are just going to a hotel room, to engage in sex, and then to leave. Like, that's that's usually it. Um, I, I would say that's probably the most extreme. Um, there's also maybe some kink stuff. There, there are dungeons and things like that. Uh, I, I'm not even remotely qualified to speak on that part of things. Uh, but I will say some dungeon events might be too much uh, okay. for people brand new. Okay. Um, and then, put that
0: in the number 10 bucket.
1: Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's a little it's a little much. Um, like it's uh, a lot of the kink stuff. Like like my wife and I have kind of just started learning about. Um, it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, I I really dig so many aspects of it, but I don't know if it, if it would ever be something that would be for me. You know, um, I, I'm actually pretty vanilla. It turns out, um, I was shocked by that news, but um, in the middle. Uh, bucket number two I would say that's that's your smaller local kind of clubs
0: okay
1: so the club, the clubs that aren't necessarily they're not big national name brands um, they're not clubs that have 200 plus people at every event you want a club that has you know 50 to 80 people maybe 100 you know. Somewhere in that that sort of area, um, because the crowd isn't overwhelming. Mm-hmm. There's not so much going on that you're getting like the, the sensory overload, you know. Because when you're coming into it to a swinger club for the first time, you're dealing with loud music, you're dealing with crazy lighting, you're dealing with naked people all over the place. Everybody's laughing and having a good time, and if you're brand new and you don't know anybody, it it, it is just it's a quick way for your brain just to shut down. Um, it it is so overwhelming. Um, we've gone to big clubs and other places where nobody knows us mm-hmm. and being experienced, like, like having, having been in the management of a lifestyle club, mm-hmm. knowing the behind the scenes and all that, it's still overwhelming, you know? Uh, so when you're brand, brand, brand new, start with a smaller club, start, start with a, you know, it, it might not be the one. Everybody drives six hours on the weekend to go to, mm-hmm. um, but your local club, it's going to be a slightly tamer slightly easier you know sort of sort of situation Um, and and it might even be something where you can have more conversations instead of like the the music being loud the people talking being loud um, you know so you can still sort of like get more comfortable uh, Mm -hmm. there at that place you got to support your local swinger club for sure
0: (laughs) okay where do house parties fall in
1: um man house parties are such a weird it's so hard to say because it's going to depend on who's throwing it okay. uh so um we don't go to a ton of house parties uh, honestly um we, we've thrown a few mm-hmm. um our house parties tend to be pretty tame until about dark and then everybody's naked um we like it that way. I don't know if that is the, the right you know, venue for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, then I've, I've been to other house parties where it was a really good time, it was really fun, but it was more of a socializing sort of situation. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say, look at the crowd. If the crowd seems wild, it's probably gonna get wild. If the crowd seems fun, it'll probably be fun. If the crowd seems fun and wild, um, I would absolutely go. There's my chihuahua in the background.
0: That's awesome. Sorry. No, I think that's perfect. So at this point in the podcast, we have covered everything that we promised that we would. If you're mm-hmm. a newbie and you're ready to say yes and do your first event, Justin's covered three different kinds of events that you might be looking for anywhere from a number one to a number five being mild to a number 10 being wild. And then we've talked about consent and communication and how to get in somebody's DMs. We've even talked about like where to find people being on swinger sites, swinger groups, swinger pages, Facebook. Um, would it be okay if we link to your group in the show notes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say we we are more geared towards uh, North Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Southern Missouri. Um, that's where most of our members are. Mm-hmm. Um, So if you're in those areas, uh, we will probably have an event sometime soon, close Mm -hmm. to you. Uh, If you're outside of those areas, uh, unless you're going to Jamaica with us, uh, it is unlikely we we will be seeing you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go find your own local group for sure. Is there anything else that you want to cover in this particular podcast? Because I always want to say, if you guys are listening to this and you're like, you know, I'd really love Justin to come back on and talk about... X, Y, Z, like one of the things that keeps popping in my mind are, Hey, I'm going to go to gangbang night. Like, how do I prepare for that? And I don't want to cover that on this podcast. So I'll start making a list of questions that I have that are coming up. If you guys will, wherever you're watching this, whether it's YouTube or it's your own podcast platform, um, however that is, feel free also I would say probably our DMs are open. Me, mine, you're good. Okay, so both of our DMs are open. You are welcome to pop in there and say, hey, Justin, I loved your podcast. Can you please come back on and talk more about how do I have a consent conversation with my partner? Like, How do I get aligned and what our elevator speeches? Whatever these things are, let us know and we can always come back on here and create another one for you guys. So after I say that, Justin, is there anything else that you want to add to this one?
1: Uh, just that... Whenever you come into the lifestyle, whether it's single, whether it's uh, as a couple, um, definitely focus on the E in ethical non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Really focus on respecting yourself, respecting your partner or partners, respecting the, your play partners. Um, try, to, try to come into this with as much respect and appreciation for yourself and other people as you possibly can. Um, and I think even for single people that really applies. A lot of single men, especially come into the lifestyle. And after six months, they feel so devalued because people Mm -hmm. treat them like a commodity. Uh, And I always tell people like, no, you you are a whole ass person with hopes, dreams, and aspirations. Uh, You should be treated like such, like, don't let people walk all over you just because you think you're, you know, you're, you're there just to satisfy some sexual urge for them. Like, no, you're more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, obviously with couples with, uh, single ladies as well, it applies, respect yourself, respect others, uh, and just, and just be super appreciative. And I think you'll have a really good time.
2: Mm.
0: What a perfect spot to end. Thank you so much, Justin, for being on. Can't wait to have you on again. This has been so much fun. Uh, we'll see you soon.
1: Yep. Thanks for having me.